Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio was popping. Oh, man. I love how you're able to just turn you it like on. You like that? It is good. You started you're chuckling. Talking. It's hilarious because five minutes ago, you weren't in this jovial mood. What? Don't tell the people lies, John. We know I'm always happy. Is that? Wow. That's what they think. That's the image you want to portray. I'm always happy. Are you? Look, I'm the guy you want at your next holiday party. Shout out to that review. Yeah, you are. You Holiday party, corporate party. You know, you are open yeah. for speaking events, aren't no, you? Yeah, shout out. I am open to speaking events, yes. I love to teach. I love to moderate. I like to be on the main stage. I prefer it like free-flowing Q&A, no yeah. holds barred, anything goes, ask me anything. No PowerPoints. No structure. Yeah, I'm with you. I, mean, I can use a PowerPoint, right? I can throw together a slide deck and get up there, but PowerPoints are for the week. Yeah, I mean, I really like that impromptu just Q and A. Like, let's roll the sleeves up, mm-hmm. let's pour a cocktail or three, and nice. uh, let's keep it real. Yeah, let's keep it real, Dio. Yeah, let's keep it real. All right, what are we gonna keep it real with today, John? Wow, straight into it. Oh you... no, actually, shout out to. Monster Leads, right? Shout out Monster Leads Group. Yes. Yes. For is it Monster Echo. Leads Group or is Monster Leads? GRP, I think it's Monster Leads Group. Yeah, check them out on Facebook. But yeah. um, hey, they have good taste. They have fantastic taste. They Exquisite have, taste. Yeah, they have good taste. Um, if you know, you know. That's what the kids are saying these days. If you know, you know. I, here's all I do know. Okay. I saw hashtag one. Yeah. Yeah. No, the number one. The number one. Number one. And no yeah, you know, no biggie. And, um, and I saw the Lone Officer podcast. Yeah, that's all I saw. There was a bunch <laughs> of names after it. Irrelevant. Don't scroll down. No, nah, there's some good people. Was on good. There. It was all there great. are some it's good people. Great on people there. on there. Yeah, um, I say that in jest. You don't even know these people. I know, I At least I know some of them. I know you do. That's At least I know some. Like yeah, yeah, that dude. That's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Great gal. I know none. So okay. All right. So what are we talking about today, Dustin? You tell me. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Are you ready for it? Drum roll, please. Debt consolidation refinance. So I just saw the, like, dis- almost like disgust in your face. Because I, you hype it up. We hype it up. I love it. It's great. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about, Re- especially right now. Really? Yes. I know. Explain. So, so we're going to jump right into <laughs> I know. it. Because, yeah. Okay. Well, John, first let me ask you, do you know what it's like to be in debt? I mean, Yeah. A couple times in your life, you've had your credit card bill up over three no, grand. Whoa, never that. Okay. No, I, I'm the type to refuse to pay credit card interest. So, therefore, I live paycheck to paycheck. So, I pay off my credit cards, but that leaves me very little wiggle room for, like you would say, a rainy day. Would you call it the, um, you know, reserves? Six, reserves. Six, six reserves. reserves. Yes, I'm still trying to get on that bandwagon. Okay. Yeah. Well, so let me enlighten you. Okay. You're still doing better than most. Really? You are still doing better than most. Do you contribute to your 401k? I do. Okay. You are doing better than most. So you have no consumer debt. Mm. Do you have a car payment? No. Because you have no car payment. Mm-hmm. You have no consumer debt. Mm-hmm. Student loans? Mm-mm. No student loans either. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, so, if my, my by the way, if, they, if you want to send me to college and make me go, don't make me pay no 60 racks for it. <laughs> that is out of control, but side note. No one made you go to college. Oh, no. They made Oh, oh you're talking about your parents? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. The they made, yeah, they, oh, yeah. they made me okay. go to college. But, yeah. So no student debt. Okay. Well, right. Okay. Right. So that's why. Mom, mom yeah. and dad still oh, yeah, was to like, play. There wasn't a choice. It was like, where are you going? I don't know. Where are you going? Okay. Was, okay. But no, most people don't for various reasons. Right. Right? For various reasons. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and some of those reasons are, are very valid. And some of those re reasons are from irresponsible behavior, but it don't matter. Right. It doesn't matter because right now with a debt consolidation loan, which would let's call it like it is, it's a cash out refinance for those people who purchased a home one, two, three years ago, or many years ago, mm -hmm. one of the best financial decisions that they've ever made. And maybe the only good financial decision they ever made right. was purchasing a home and paying on it monthly on time. Right. But let's take that one decision. If you think about it in life, think about this. We make a lot of bad decisions, but we also make many good decisions. Mm -hmm. It only takes one really good decision to set yourself up for future success. Right. And maybe even for forever success. Mm -hmm. If you bought a home two, three, four, five years ago, heck, if you bought a home a year ago, that may have been your one good decision. It may have been the first of many good decisions to come. Mm -hmm. So what I want to unpack and talk about is what exactly is a debt consolidation refinance? How is it beneficial? If you are a realtor and you need a reason to reach out to your past clients, mm -hmm. you should be reaching out to your past clients to discuss with them all of their home's equity and how, if they choose, they can leverage that equity for future financial freedom. And I know if you're a realtor, you're thinking, yeah, but how does it help me sell more homes? That doesn't necessarily help you sell more homes. What that does is give you a reason to call a past client, mm -hmm. give them an update on the market, an update on their home's value. You may find one in 20 of those phone calls, they are ready to sell their home or they want to buy something else. Or you may just be reminding them that, hey, I'm here. I still sell real estate for a living and I love referrals. But what a great reason to call somebody. Mm -hmm. You're calling them with a thing of value, which is information. You're calling them to then give them suggestions on how other clients of yours have leveraged this awesome financial decision that they made, which was buying a house, mm -hmm. into future financial freedom. So if you're a realtor, that's something you can do. If you're a loan officer who calls on realtors, this is a tool or a sales strategy you can take to the realtor. This is a reason why a realtor should meet with you. Hey, ma'am or sir, I have a great idea for how you can reach out to your past client database to bring value to them and elicit referrals from them. You want to meet over coffee and I'll explain. Now, loan officer, when you're meeting with said real estate agent, obviously, after you're done explaining what it is that you're going to coach them to do, you ask them at that standpoint, hey, who are you currently working with that needs my services? That way you can turn your sales call mm -hmm. into an ask for a referral. Loan officers, you have past clients. You should be reaching out to every past client that bought a house one, three, five, seven, or 10 years ago. And you should check in on your people. You should give them some kind of an automated valuation of what their home is worth. You should figure out what they probably owe and give them a rough estimate of what their equity is. And then just let them know how other people are using equity to set themselves up for financial freedom. Right. Like give them ideas. Now, when I'm talking to, let's say, John Coleman, hey, John, it's Dustin. How's it been? I did your loan three years ago. You would say, good. How you been, Dustin? I'm doing, doing fantastic, man. Hey, look, I wanted to follow up with you because I am helping some people in our community literally get set up for financial freedom. I'm I'm changing lives, John. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm calling you. Maybe I can't help you, but maybe I can. And if I can't help you, there's a good chance I can help someone you know. Is now a good time? Yeah. 
Okay. Actually, I would have said. I know. Said, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, said, is now a bad time? Is now a bad time to talk? No, no not at all. Okay, okay cool. great. Yeah. Hey, look. So based on what I did your loan three years ago, you owe probably somewhere around $200,000. Your home is now worth $450,000, John. You have $250,000 of equity. That's your money that you can use how you want. So for some people, I've been helping them tap into that equity because maybe they have some credit card debt they want to pay off. Maybe they have some student loans they want to get paid off. Maybe they need a new vehicle, but they don't want to take on a $700 a month car payment. Mm -hmm. Maybe their kid's going off to college and they would like to raise thirty dollars or $50,000 to help them with tuition. So they and their soon-to-be college student, their, their child who's going off to college, doesn't have to go into student debt. Mm -hmm. Maybe, John, you're looking at your current financial situation and you're not putting enough money uh, towards your retirement or towards a six-month reserve mm -hmm. because you don't have that. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing right now, John, is I'm sitting down with certain clients who are in your position and helping them leverage all of that wealth that you've accumulated that's doing nothing for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna help you get set up for financial freedom. Now, again, this might not help you, but it probably helps someone you know, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a neighbor, whether it's a family member or a friend. And I think a lot of people that are in your situation don't realize what it is they're sitting on. It's a gold mine. All the equity is a gold mine. But if you don't do anything with it, it's gonna be a missed opportunity. Right, so like that's my reason if I'm a loan officer, I'm gonna call my, my past client and that's a, a pitch or a script I'm gonna use. Now, look, I just spitballed that. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have that written down, I hadn't <laughs> rehearsed it, but that's the type of converse, conversation I'm gonna have. But I can say it because I believe it. Mm -hmm. I can say it because I have myself changed people's lives and I currently have loan officer friends of mine yeah, I've seen who it. are changing people's lives. And I always, Teach this, John. If you don't have a me story, tell you it a we story. Tell a we story. So I have a two questions for you. I've been holding my fingers crossed. Hopefully, I don't forget them because that's what you taught me. Number one, um, how long after? Say you you have Sally. You did Sally's um, mortgage for a couple years ago. Is there a certain time frame? Was like three years past? Now you're ready for a cash out refi, or could you do one like six months later if the market's like that? You can do it six months later if the market's like that. Okay. Yeah, if the market's like that and you you have accumulated equity through home appreciation, yeah. and what people have to understand is like, yeah, but when I bought my house, my rate was four and a half and now rates are five and a half. When I bought my house, my rate was three and now rates are five and a half. Look, it's not about the interest rate. Yeah. It's about the debt vehicle that we're yeah. using yeah. to finance your home, but to raise the capital necessary. Because what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to set you up for financial freedom. Yeah. I'm not trying to compare your current interest rate to today's market interest rate. And is that the difference? Is there a big difference between a cash out refi and just a standard refi? Well, a standard refinance is called a rate term refi. You typically only do that in order to save someone monthly. Like, on their like, payment. On, on their, their payment. payment. Just yep. their payment. Let me lower your rate from five down to four. Your, your, your rate down from four and a half down to three. Okay. Like we're right now underwriting a ton of files at five and a quarter, five and a half interest rates. Mm -hmm. Maybe in a year and a half, we're going to be refinancing them all back down to four. Right. Right. Because that's a good chance of where rates will be mm -hmm. a year to a year and a half from now. Okay. But you typically, that's just a straight up what, what we call a rate and term. What would you, con what, what type of consumer would you say is like, is quality, like needs a rate and term refi versus a cash out refi? Like, hey, you, you don't need to cash out refi. Maybe I can just get you a rate and term. Yeah. You save 300 bucks a month. Someone who has all of their finances in a, like lined up okay. like all their ducks in a row, right? So if you already have six months reserve, 
If you're already contributing towards a retirement plan, a retirement account, if you're already saving for your child's um, college education, if that's a priority of yours, mm -hmm. if you already don't have consumer debt, if you don't have any home improvements that you have to do or you need to do or you want to do, right? For, for those people, just a standard rate and term only makes sense when rates drop. And usually the rule of thumb is when rates drop by 1%. But when you're doing a debt consolidation loan, honestly, it's not about the rate. It's about what can I do with all of this equity? What can I do? Like John, in your case, you bought this house in 2018 and you bought it for $250,000. You put your 5% down, which means you finance 237,500. Over the past four years, you've paid down that loan by roughly $13,000. So now you owe about 225. But since you bought it for 250, it's gone up to 450. I could give you a new loan at 80% of 450, which is roughly $360,000. I give you a new loan for 360. I'm going to pay off the 225 you currently owe. And the difference is what comes back to you in cash. Right? So you have at your disposal well over 100 grand. Now you might not need 100 grand. So we might not take the full 100 grand, but I'm just giving you an idea of what you could do. But let's just say, and I have helped people like this. Let's call it Georgie. Georgie had $36,000 in credit card debt. It was literally two Amexes. It was a MasterCard. It was a Visa plus some Walmart cards, some mm. Ann Loft cards in <laughs> yeah, there. Like yeah. it was some real deal debt. $36,000 on a credit on credit cards, minimum payment. Just the minimum payment was 900 bucks a month. Okay. $100,000. On, on Georgie's mortgage is 500 bucks a month. So just by paying off those credit cards, I've already alleviated $400 a month, let alone that stress. Now, on top of that, Georgie's car kept breaking down, like left and right. Georgie needed a new car. Now, I sat down with Georgie, I spent an hour. I taught him things about buying certified pre-owned versus buying brand new. You, hey, maybe you don't need the Lexus. Maybe that 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 Hyundai Santa Fe mm -hmm. is is Just the way good, to yeah. go. Yeah, and buy it with thirty thousand miles certified pre owned. You picked it up for thirty grand versus the other car was fifty six thousand brand new. Yeah. You know, like those are some of the things that that we walked through. But you know, he kept on having to dump money into a car that was a POS, mm. and we gave him the money to do that. So now he has a car that's going to work for another hundred plus thousand miles, roughly six years, seven years, no credit card debt, no car payment. Georgie had no six months reserves, none. Sat down. I talked to Georgie about what it means to, to, to budget. I told him that, Hey, look, rule of thumb at a minimum, you want three months of your budget in reserve, but more importantly, six months. So we sat down, we talked about, he loves, loves his Bud Light. Right. Just does. Yeah. Um, likes the, the ability to go out for cigars on Sunday after golf. He likes to be able to golf okay. on Sundays. We talked about what that expense looked like. Um, you know, talked about kids and kids having not so much their own birthday, but when you have kids, they are invited to birthday parties. Mm -hmm. That's another hundred bucks. Like we sat down and talked about what is his nut. His nut was like $6,600. We rounded it up to just seven grand. Mm -hmm. So I said, Georgie had a minimum. We need to have $21,000. That just goes into your emergency reserve fund. So all of a sudden we use $21,000 to set up an emergency fund, $36,000 to pay off those credit card debts. And I'm not even getting into why he had the, the $36,000. Yeah. That's, 
he and I had had a discussion. I gave him some tips and some pointers. But um, if I'm 36 plus I'm 21, I'm like 57 right there. And then we took out another roughly 30 grand to, 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 to buy the new car. Mm-hmm. Right? That was $87,000. He still had, we took out 100. Yeah, you still got He still my- had 13 grand left over. Right. Of the 13 grand, $10,000 went into his house. He, he had a bunch of home improvements that he was just, he was kind of kicking that can down, <laughs> down yeah. the road. And then of the three grand that that was left, and by the way, George had two kids um, and had a spouse. Took that $3,000. I, I talked to him about what a 529 was. He went out and he put $500 into his one daughter's 529, $500 into his other daughter's 529, opened up a Roth IRA for both he and his wife, put a $500 in that for each of them. Mm-hmm. Then he set up monthly distributions that get ACH out of his bank account in order to have $75 per girl going into the 529 and uh, had an extra, I want to say like, if I'm doing this, if I'm remembering, it's $500 that we basically split up over over four accounts. Mm-hmm. And it was 75 75 to the girls, so then it's roughly about 150 going into into his into his Roth IRA, 150 into, into his wife's Roth IRA. And I even taught him why he should beef up his 401k contribution because his employer matches. So we mm-hmm. at least wanted to get the maximum of the employer match. And all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, I took Georgie, who all he did the best thing he ever did financially was buy a house in 2018 and pay 250 for it. And today it's worth 450 oh, yeah. okay. and he owes 225. Yes, his interest rate went from four all the way up to 5.75. The reason why it's 5.75 is because all that credit card debt, he didn't have the best credit score. He did not have the best credit score. But that's okay because his credit score now is going to go up because right. we wiped out all that consumer debt. And now I look at where he is today. Yes, his rate went from four all the way up to 5.75, but, but his total expenses, his total expenses are reduced and he has a new car. It's going to last him another hundred thousand miles. He's done the home, home, uh, improvement mm-hmm. that he needed to do. His house was kind of, it's when he bought it, it wasn't a brand new house yeah. and it had deferred maintenance. Mm-hmm. So he took care of that deferred maintenance. He opened up college savings plans for both his daughters. Now, $500 and 75 bucks a month is not going to totally pay for them. And mm. his girls are like eight and I think it was like eight and almost 11. Right. So, but he's at least going to have roughly a thousand dollars a year going towards the eight year old for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that's going to save him 10 plus thousand dollars with interest. It's going to grow. Mm. So she'll probably have about 15 grand in a college savings fund when, when she goes off to college and, and the older one will have probably closer to, I would guess 11 or 12,000. Yeah. Like that's better than nothing. And he has an IRA and he beefed up his, his 401k and he has three months reserve. Mind blown. I mean, that's, that's life changing. Like you take that, put yourself in Georgie's shoes. Okay. Do you think he sleeps better at night? Shit, like a, like a baby. Yeah. How do you think he and his wife get along? Much better. How do you think he walks head high, shoulders back or slouched over? Posture looks amazing. Yeah. And then with that confidence, what's that going to open up for him? Unlimited opportunity. You don't even know. Possibly, right? I mean, it's. I'm not even trying to be corny here. He he now has an opportunity to go into work with more energy because he has less. He has less anxieties, less weighing him down back at home. Mm -hmm. He comes home happier. He's a better father to his children. Everything. He's a better. It's exponential. Yes. Yes, it is. And this is why when we started, you're like, oh, debt consolidation. I'm like, this excites me because you can truly change lives if you know what you're doing. Do do. Is this an underutilized tool? 
Yes. But why? Why? Yes. It, honestly, it's the, even for me, because I've created uh, content for LOs around the office, and they've get, the whiteboard example, and they've shown me, like, I've said, yes, your rate goes up. Don't look at that. I wiped out all your debt. I wiped out all this. Yes, you have to pay more monthly, but you have this money, and you have peace of mind. You have mental health. You have mental stability. So it, 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 it boggles my amazing. mind. Amazing. It is amazing. I was once Georgie. How about that? Maybe I'm that passionate about it. I was once Georgie. The year was 2005. The year was 2005 or was it 2006? Let's say the end of five, beginning of six. I had gone out on my own, so I quit my job in TV advertising in 2004 to become a a loan originator. My income went from $84,000 a year down to $46,000 a year. My wife went from working full-time to not working full-time. We bought a house, we had a baby, and we lived on credit cards. In 2000, and that was four, in 2005, I made a whopping $2,000 more. My wife was still staying at home. That was a choice we made, by the way. And and we did everything we could to survive on $48,000 a year, which is four grand gross, which by the way, my bills were $5,000 a month. So you're in the red. I was in the red every month. I was running a deficit. The one thing that I did is I bought a house. I bought the house for $179,000. And by 2006, the home was appraising at two twenty-five, And I was able to go get, at the time, I got a home equity line of credit for $30,000. I paid off her car, paid off my car, paid off the credit cards. We had 13 grand in credit cards. And I put three grand into the bank, which at the time we had nothing in the bank. Right. So I put $3,000, which to us was like, oh my <laughs> God. From retirement money. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. In, into the bank. But what I was able to do is her car car payment was three ninety, my car payment was four ten. That's eight hundred dollars. Our credit cards again, just the minimum. The minimum payment on thirteen thousand dollars is like three hundred dollars a month. So that was twelve hundred bucks that I eliminated. My payment on the on the equity line was three hundred. I net zero nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred dollars. What was my deficit? It was a grand. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, I have no credit card debt. I don't have those those uh, car payments, and I just eliminated for the most part what my deficit was, and I did that at a time that my income was starting to increase because I was coming out of year one, going into year two. Mm-hmm. And anyone who tuned into this show, you know, it's a two year process to build your book of business. You know that year one really sucks. Year two's a little bit less sucky. Mm-hmm. It's not till year three that you're supposed to hit your stride, mm-hmm. and it was it was life changing. I mean, I remember what that felt like. And then seven months later, I remember my wife calling saying, hey. That cable, yeah. That cable, HBO, yes. you want to say HBO yes. package? Yeah, you You're like, spring, spring, let's go for it. Yeah, let's do it. We can we can, we can, can afford that hundred bucks for cable and. So, yes. okay, I have a good question for you then, follow up. What advice do you have for loan originators and home buyers, homeowners that um, do a cash out refinance to make sure they don't just take that all the equity, all that cash and go blow it, get back well, into debt. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I need another cash out refinance. Does it, it doesn't really work that way. Unfortunately, look, there has to be a behavioral change. The consumer has to take this as a wake up call, has to take this as what it is, which is a break case in case of emergency, right? <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're pulling the ripcord so that you can land softly. And then from there, you can assess why and how you got in there. The reason why I advise everyone, if you're doing a cash out refi to consolidate consolidate debt, figure out why you got in debt. Normally it's because you didn't have a reserve fund. 
you did not have a reserve fund. Your refrigerator went, refrigerators are $1,300. So when your refrigerator stopped working and you didn't have a reserve account, you wouldn't put $1,300 on your credit card. When your car broke down or you needed brakes or new tires, and you didn't have $900, you put it on your credit card. Life happens. But you put it on your credit card and you're paying nine or 13 or 17% interest. It, 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 and you just don't see credit card. Credit cards are like the chips they give you at a casino. The reason why they give you chips is because it's not real money. Right. So it's real easy for me to throw in three chips than yeah. it is for me to throw in $75. So yes, you have to be very cognizant of what behavior got you in there. This is going to be a great way for you to get a good reset. And normally you should get the good reset too, because it's going to lower your overall cash outlay, right? Like with Georgie, we saved him $400 a month in terms of what was going out. I have friends that have saved $1,100 a month. Bullshit. $1,100 a month. Imagine if you all of a sudden had $1,100 less a month in bills. <laughs> right. What if you had $1,100 left over? And not just you, but your clients, your neighbors, your friends, your family, your ex-coworkers, your current coworkers. Like this is everybody who bought a house. You had this equity. That's your money that you earned by making one good decision in your life, which was buying a house. And it does nothing for you. It sits there. That would be like you owning the, the best, the hottest Wagner baseball card. And you're dead ass broke and in debt. And you're not willing to sell it. Card looks great on my mantle, though. Look at it. Yes. Right. Like at some point, no, you got to sell that thing. Right. Especially because you're not going to get out of thirty-six thousand dollars in credit card debt. No. You're not going to get out. No, no, no. You're look, never. Look, in, unless your income's going to double, unless you're going to go work a side hustle for three consecutive years. You're a rat wheel, man. You're never going to get out. So, it, so why why is this such an underutilized tool? Because it is amazing, even for me. I hear people talk about. It, I hear LOs. Why is this something that they don't want to turn over that stone? Is it difficult to approach? Do you have an answer? What's for the it? underlying theme of this? particular podcast everything John. you should have learned in high school but didn't yeah they don't teach this 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 is what this is what savvy business owners do right this is what wealthy people do they leverage debt for their benefit right all you're doing is, is you are leveraging your debt right it's still debt whether it's on a mortgage on a credit card on a car loan or a student loan but you have this huge asset called your equity all you're doing is finding a way to restructure that debt using the the collateral of your home and the equity which is which is your your nest egg mm -hmm. in order to put yourself in a position for financial freedom right. i mean there's there's a ton of things that that you can do as you tap into this some people have always dreamed of going out on their own i have a buddy i have a buddy who went out on his own talked to him yesterday he made half of his income from 2018 he went out on his own in 2018. Okay, half the income he made, he made in the month of April. Yeah. One month. One month. What took him six months to earn, now that he's gone out on his own, and he's dedicated four years. Right. But people who go out on their own will tell you. People who start in the mortgage industry. How many months do I tell them that you need a runway? So, uh, At least six. Yeah, six. At, least At least six. six yeah. yeah, if you had all this equity in your home, Right? Like if someone could tap into their equity and say, hey, look, I'm going to use some of this equity because I believe in myself. I want to bet on me. But I know that when I change from working for the man to being the man, there's going to be some runway. I have to, I have to gain momentum. Mm -hmm. Right? You look at how a plane takes off. How much, 
how much energy it takes to get a plane off the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it takes that same energy to get a business off the ground or when you're starting as a mortgage loan originator or a life insurance salesperson or a realtor, whether it's commercial or residential, you need that runway, you need that force in order to get the lift that you need and you need a way to continue to pay your bills. Like you can use your home's equity for that as well. And then if you are as fortunate as my friend and it pays off, could you imagine, look at, look at your W-2 from last year, cut it in half mm. and say, holy shit, I'm getting all that in one month. And by the way, the next month looks just as good for him. Right. And the next month after that looks just as good for yeah, him. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's, his income is up sixfold, sixfold, six times, six X. Mm. Like that's pretty crazy. So yes, a debt consolidation loan, also known as a cash out refinance. It is a phenomenal tool to use, especially when you have the consumer who wants to use it for all the right reasons. And you have a originator who can educate along the way, right? Financial advisors. This is something, if I'm a loan officer, I'm taking this to financial advisors. I want to sit down with a financial advisor and say, Hey, I want to increase your client's wealth. I want to help increase your amount of assets under management. How can you do that? You're just a loan officer. You don't dip in my world. How can you tell me that? Yeah. Well, if, if I can lower someone's overall outgoing cash outlay, then that's more available funds that they can be investing, that they can be saving. Hmm, I like that. I like where you're going with this. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly yeah. what I can do. So like if, if I helped my one client save $1,100, okay, well that's $1,100 he or she could be investing, investing with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And maybe it's just 500. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Right. Up, That's $6,000 a year. It leaves them $7,200 do other things with. Maybe the $7,200 is other things. They take one family vacation a year mm -hmm. and they don't have to put it on the credit card that they're never going to pay off because they're, they're now budgeting. They now have, they now spend less than they make. Right. I mean, it's, it's all of those things. So yes, people should, read a Dave Ramsey book. Oh my God. If you're getting started, mm, tasty, right. Treats. Or, or maybe read something like, uh, the richest man in Babylon. That's a classic. That is a classic. It's a, it's, it's a good book, but like you should figure out just the basics of financial principle. Go back and listen to one of our early episodes on budgeting. Yeah. It ain't sexy, but it's real and it works. But yeah, so debt consolidation loans, cash out refis, realtors, you should be taking this idea to your clients because the reason to call it to reason to add value and why you have them on the phone, ask them who they know that's looking to sell. Ask them if they are interested in buying a vacation property or an investment home or if they're looking to move up or downsize. By the way, their equity, oh, you need to raise the funds for a down payment? There you go. Do, do, do. There you go. <laughs> Loan officers, you should be reaching out to your realtors to teach them how they can use this to reach out to their yeah. clients. Loan officers, you should be reaching out to your past clients. It might not be good for them, but it's a reason for you to call. Mm -hmm. When you have them on the phone, ask them who they know that it is. Hey, John, which of your friends do you think I could change their life forever? Do you have, do you have time? Do you have half an hour? Yeah, like that's <laughs> what I'm looking to do. Yeah. I'm looking to change people's lives forever, John. And if if I can't change your life, that's that's a good thing. Congratulations. But I bet you know some people that could probably use talking to me. And look, I'm out here trying to change the world one person at a time. Right? And then it's 
Um, so loan officers can then take it to financial advisors and, and have financial advisors reach out to their, their clients. I mean, there's so many things you can do from a sales and marketing aspect. If you just understand how exactly cash out refinances work, why someone would do a debt consolidation loan. It's not about the rate. It is about what you can do to set this person up for financial freedom. That's what it's about. Well said, Dio. Hey, if y'all have questions on this topic, this is something that I am passionate about. I would be more than happy to talk to you about. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. I am Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. Don't talk to John about it because he's just now learning <laughs> what exactly it is. Plus, this dude has no real life experience. Yeah, he has no debt. I don't. I'm Peter Pan. Yeah, he lives He lives the life that we all want to live. Yeah. Um, either either secretly we want to live it yeah. or just outright we're like, hey, bro, we're mad jealous of you. That's but all, you know what I'm saying? One <laughs> step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do know, if you want to know what mics and and, yeah. and what headsets yeah. and what software to use because you want a podcast. Holler at me. Hit up John yeah, Coleman. Hit me up. You want to you know the best in uh, camera technology? Hit up John Coleman. You want to talk about debt consolidation refinance? Talk to Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. You want some hookups to some free video games? Talk to myself, Ty Stover at EA Sports. Yeah, yeah talk. <laughs> talk to his boy, Ty. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, thank you all for tuning yeah. in. Um, I hope you're digging what we're doing on the website. It's tloponline.com or theloanofficerpodcast.com. We're on every social handle out there, yeah. not called Pinterest. Pinterest, yeah. I think We're on all the rest of them, though, aren't we? Is Pinterest still a thing? I have no idea, John. Oh but um, please follow us. Please subscribe. Please share. Yeah. We love doing this. We love that you tune in. I hope that you found this valuable. And if you did, share this. Share this. Share shit. this. Yeah. Use this as a reason to reach out to, to financial advisors. Your past clients, right? Your friends, your family, your your neighbors, your ex coworkers. Literally free game. We're giving you free leads. Free yeah, game. and if you think you need a debt consolidation loan, call me. Right? Call me. I got some people. I know. I, I know a guy or a gal. I, I I happen to know one or two or thousands of mortgage loan originators <laughs> right. from Spokane, Washington, all the way down to Key West, Florida, that can help you. Nice. Yes, they can help you. At a minimum, they can answer your questions. They can run some numbers and give you a, a little bit of advice and point you in the right direction. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for today. We will catch you on the next episode. Peace.